Ladies and gentlemen, welcome in to another edition of Deportes Nation Podcasts. Deportes y más, sports and more, in English y en español. In this case, in English. I'm Alex Parra, always a pleasure and an honor to be part of Deportes Nation Podcast. Before we go much further, let's give a big welcome to my co-host, Miss Ashley Rodriguez. First of all, Ashley, happy Friday, at least for us. How are you? Happy Friday, Alex. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in. Oh, man, it feels good to finally hit Friday, Alex. I'm so <laughs> excited. We have a lot to go over the show today, but Thanksgiving next week. I can almost taste the turkey. I'm excited. I'm ready. Alex, what are you doing for Thanksgiving? You know, Ashley, thank you for asking, and I'm not really sure yet. To be honest, we are literally scrambling around within, uh, you know, with in, in, in the, the family talking about Well, you know, my in-laws, my mother, brothers, sisters, etc. How do we best handle it? I, I think we're not unique. A lot of us as families are trying to figure out if we let everyone in, if, if this is the excuse to keep that, that, that crazy uncle out of the festivities. Uh, some people are nervous. And, and I think especially, I don't want to say this for our elderly, but certainly for people that may be vulnerable, I think we have to be aware of it. So to answer your question as of today, I don't know 100 for sure, 100% for sure what we're doing. How about you? Yeah, no, it, it, again, we, we've talked about this before. It's definitely very different this year. Um, but no, I mean, right now, I, I spoke to my parents last night, and as of now, it's just going to be immediate family um, only. It's just going to be myself, my, my two other sisters, right. um, and, and our parents and, and our boyfriends, and that's pretty much it you know we're, we're gonna be over at our parents house so is your is your nice. is your dad okay with your mom bringing her boyfriend i love that that's really <laughs> that i maybe maybe no, i misunderstood no. that oh i'm sorry okay no just um it's just my my family you know my parents and then no my sister, I, i'm just messing with you and our boyfriend <laughs> okay i yeah, thought mom no, could bring I, her I think, boyfriend too but that'll be a separate yeah. thanksgiving well i mean I guess you can can consider my my dad still being uh, my mom's boyfriend. There I guess they go. still date. They go out on dates, so that's nice. I'm glad to hear that. You know what uh, is ideal for my wife these days when I'm not home? That's when she enjoys her life. <laughs> um, I'm 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 I'm, an, I'm another baby, unfortunately for her, and she's right. You know what I tell women? Uh, I tell women, Ashley, and it's taken me 50 years to figure this out in my life. I tell women, my mother, my wife. I tell them thank you and I'm sorry because I don't know how you ladies do it, but you keep us all in line. You keep us all healthy. Uh, you nurture us. You put up with us and, 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 and children. And I don't know how you do it. And I tell my mom and my wife, I'm sorry because I'm sure I've acted like an idiot as a man for many, many years. So um, just, just so that you know that I'm learning, I'm learning. Women, women are very, very special. That, that's for certain. Yes. Zero doubt. Zero doubt about that. Well, I hope we, we, uh, we get to uh, maybe hear some of your stories, ladies and gentlemen, about Thanksgiving. If you want to reach out to us via social media, please do so, arroba or at Deportes Nation, however you prefer. And, and enjoy your Thanksgiving, right, Ashley? That's what we want people to do, to be safe and, and enjoy and give thanks for all that we do have. Of course, yes. I hope that you guys will because we won't be talking to them until after, after Thanksgiving. Yeah. So happy Thanksgiving to all of you. I'm still, Alex and I are so thankful to have you join us here um, every Friday or at least every every day of the week that you're able to listen to us. So we're so thankful for your support. 
Um, Alex, I'm thankful for you. I'm so thankful for our friendship. I'm thankful that we're able to come on here and talk about things that matter to us. And um, yes, thankful for all of our blessings. So happy Thanksgiving to all of you. I hope that you have a wonderful, wonderful holiday. And uh, let us know, like Alex said, let us know at or arroba Deportes Nation on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all social media platforms. Let us know what you have planned with your family. Uh, And who do you think will have a better Thanksgiving, Ashley, as we lead into our first topic, Joe Biden or President Donald Trump? (laughs) And and, and I'm being honest with you. I I think it's, it's, it's looking at the world right now. From two different points of view, it appears, as of this morning at least, that, that Joe Biden and, and Kamala Harris are, are, are transitioning. And I mean that in preparing for an administration that they feel is theirs. Um, and President Trump continues with his legal team and others to, to fight. And I, I'm going to use this word, not concede an election that he feels he's, he has won. So where do we find ourselves this morning? It's still... Look, I can tell you one thing. We we know for sure both sides will continue. I think for a little while, to to go in their own direction. When do we come together? And I guess actually the question is: This really speaks about the stability of our country, that that we are still thriving financially, we're still thriving socially, and 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 even without the certainty of of who is going to be inaugurated on 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 January twentieth. Right, absolutely. Well, last show, Alex, we had, we had talked about, you know, um, what exactly the process is going to look like. And um, I had a, a couple of people confirm the fact-checking on me that, um, you know, r- right now, like you said, there's a lot of irregularities. They're still doing their investigation. Um, one party thinks that they're going to be transitioning into the White House. The other party thinks that they're going to be staying in the White House. So um, in, in this case, uh I, I do believe that they have until December 8th, um, as far as the Trump administration, they have until December 8th to go ahead and get everything in order with the courts, uh, their investigation and moving forward. Right now, they're doing a lot of um, state court. They haven't taken it to the Supreme Court. Well, not completely, not all states. And I will say that. Um, right. I will read that <laughs> in the air. Um but uh, they, they are still doing their investigations. They're working with the courts. Um, a lot of things have happened since then, Alex. I don't know if you noticed that I checked on Facebook. Facebook before had named uh, the the professional and, and official page, a page, excuse me, of Joe Biden um, under his his name. You know, you usually have a subtitle as to who that person is or why they're recognized uh, as official. Right. Um, on on social media, but it no longer says president elect. It just says politician. Interesting. Um, so not, not a lot of people know that, and, and I thought that that was pretty interesting. So, again, there's a lot of movement happening, um, but as of now, they still have until December 8th. And then afterwards, um, you know, it just follows with, with our check and balance uh, system. You know, our, our three branches of government that we have here in the United States. Um, afterwards, if still, you know, things are still irregular, I'll leave it at that. Um, then it will be taken to the government officials, which will then go in to vote for who they choose as their president and so on and so forth. And so, but we will have inauguration, a presidential inauguration on January 20th. So have no fear. We will have a president. We still have a president. We have a current sitting president, which is Donald Trump. And then, you know, depending on how this goes, Alex, we will see if one gets reelected or we will have a newly elected president. Um, but it will, we will still have an inauguration January 20th. So um, we, we will 
be watching and, and, and tuning in to see what happens. But again, right now there's, there's still a lot of um, investigation, sure. a lot of stuff happening behind closed doors, a lot of movement. Um, so we'll see how this plays out. <laughs> you, you know, uh, I, I'm, I'm not going to be partisan here, uh, Ashley. I think that either side, if they were contesting the numbers, would have the same approach, a legal approach, and also an approach to to the 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 strength and the the foundation to our democracy. It's it's good to ask questions. You and I talked about this, and we've talked about this the same topic over several weeks now. If if, if there are questions, why not answer them? It's okay to ask questions. It's okay to 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 challenge. And, and and see if our institutions are strong enough to withstand criticism. So I, I'm all for the questions. I'm all for the – with valid evidence contesting, whether it's at the state level, whether it's at the local level, because we have to believe – we have to come out of this, Ashley, in my opinion, trusting our institutions. If we start doubting our institutions, I think we're in for, for, for some problems. And especially an institution like the United States of America, Alex, because that is why, and, you know, my, my parents are are immigrants. They, they immigrated here from Mexico legally. Um, and, you know, they, my dad wanted a better life. My mom wanted a better life. And, of course, they, they made their family here. Sure. And so when, when I say that, you know, people come to this country for a better life, it's part a huge part of it is because of our democracy. They, they try to escape capitalism and communism, excuse me, communism and socialism. And they come here, uh, for, for our democracy. And so they, they make it a point to seek a better life. So when, when our, like you said, institution in question is, is there's, um, stuff that's happening behind closed doors. We, we, the people, I say we, the people of the United States, we have a right to know what is happening. And, you know, like you said, there's a lot of stuff that could be uncovered, but I, I would rather know. I'm with you on that. I would rather know what is happening. I don't want to be, you know, fooled by, you know, what the media says or by what one government official says or what the other government official says. It's like, hey, let's uncover the truth because this is why people come here to, to you know, live a better life. But if that's not always the case, well, then, you know, we, we, we need to make it better and we need to, you know, set an example because America is such a powerful country. It is, it is a top country in, in, in the world. And so we set an example for many others and a lot of other, you know, third world, excuse me, third world countries depend on our success as well, Alex. And I think that that is something that, um, people tend to forget it's you know if we fail then other smaller countries that don't have that strong institution end up failing as well so um it would benefit everybody again just to yeah continue the investigation let let all of this be out in the open i personally would not want to have a, a president and this is just my personal opinion again i have to state what's an opinion now right. um so i this is my personal opinion i would not want a president who committed fraud to, to get to where he is because then that goes into tyranny why what is your i guess you could say what is your hidden agenda for our country that you have to you know false your way into getting to the top you know if the people really didn't choose you then you really shouldn't be running this country and that goes for both parties you know one, one or the other whoever ends up in the future you know trying to go down this route again it, it's 
should be about honesty. It should be about legitimacy. And, you know, if we the people I, uh, end up voting yeah. for a particular leader, then, then that's who should be sitting at the top. I, I, I compliment, Ashley, your idealism. And, and please don't take my comment as a criticism. I, I used to believe in those things. I used to believe that the ideals and standards and philosophies of our country guided us at times as I have aged because I am older than you I realized that we're human I realized that parties political parties in this country are after one thing which is control and power and influence that's that's generally mm-hmm. the way I look at it and 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 they are using the system and I'm saying this is bad it's just the reality we entities political parties learn the system try to control it and use it to our advantage that that's what that's what the system does i'm not again i'm not saying it's bad or evil i'm just saying the idealism and i mentioned this on the program ashley when i was a young man and and i would read stories about presidents i was in awe of stories about abraham lincoln about george washington about george uh, about john kennedy forgive me uh, and, and, and then we started seeing that they were men, that they have flaws, that they were not perfect. And in the last couple of years, I think maybe since since uh, Reagan in the 80s or 1980, after after he beat um, Jimmy Carter, uh, the the maybe proliferation of the media has given us a different look at men. They're men. They're 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 fallible. They have agendas. They have problems like all of us do mm-hmm. and that's taken a little bit of the luster off of of these ideals that we have should we still work and try to uphold them absolutely because if we don't have that guiding light that the founder set for us ashley then i think we're in trouble but 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 i still am i i am more cynical now about the system and the process and certainly in the last couple of elections to me it's clear that, that that things get manipulated by both sides, by special interests, by lobbyists. Right. And and that's what, what's made me less uh comfortable in, in 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 the system. And I doubt and I question, but you know what? I think we all should do that. And and, and if we don't, then the system is not healthy. I, I hope that makes sense. No, of course it doesn't. And I completely agree. You know, our system is not one hundred percent perfect. It is flawed because Flawed men, you know, we, we are flawed as human beings. We are. Um, we we don't have, like you said, we, we have our own personal interests in, in, in what we're able to gain and benefit from, from doing or saying certain things. At the end of the day, you know, again, I completely agree with you. That doesn't mean that we shouldn't try to strive and, and be better. And it, it also, Alex, you know, whenever we do challenge these ideas and question these things, we shouldn't be censored for it or, or have this certain backlash that we're seeing so much today in, in our culture, you know, cancel culture. I'll, I'll go ahead and, and, and bring this into the mix. You know, if, if someone says or, 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 you know, has an opposing opinion or a political view against you or, or those that you care about or whoever's in your circle, you know, oh, let's cancel him. Let's not go and watch his movies like yeah, sure, that's within your right. If you don't like someone because of their political views, sure, that's great. But to, where I'm getting at is with cancel culture, it's it's rounding up the people, gathering all the people around you, and having this you know fire of hate thrown at this person to burn their house sure, down. I sure. don't believe in that. You know, I don't believe that 
you know, violence is the answer or hate culture is the answer, you know, canceling someone because they, they just don't, um, you know, they, they don't have the same ideas or opinions or views as you, you know, it's like, hey, we've on this show talked before. It's communication is key. Understanding is key. And, and respect I've, and respect. I've, respect of course yes and 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 having that maturity level to say hey this person doesn't view the same things the earth views the things the way that i do but i respect them because they're a human being and at the end of the day i i want to trust and say that they have you know the best interest at heart because of the way that they think you know and and then that's up for discussion later on in their conversation but again just this cancel culture that you know that I see, it's like, oh, if we, we actually saw it with Chris Pratt. He's an actor, um, very famous actor. I actually love him, and he came out. Which, um, one, which one is that one? With, uh, help me out here. He, he what, is what's the, the one that, uh, that's part of the Avengers, Avengers and um, okay. Chris Pratt. Narrow it down for me because uh, there's a bunch of Avengers. Let me go ahead and actually look this up. This is going to take one moment, it, ladies it, and gentlemen. Is he, uh, is he the guy movie. with – is he the guy in uh, the uh, the uh, what is it? Uh, so he he's one of the main characters in Jurassic World. There you go. Now I know who that Jurassic is. Jurassic World. Yes. He's also in Passengers, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. That's it. Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, the Got Man- it. Magnificent Seven. Um, so yeah, he's, he's now really, I know really who awesome. he is. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, so so Chris Pratt, uh, his co-stars the uh, the other Avengers. Um, I believe that they went to some sort of, um, I'll just say gathering because it super, was a, a superhero, a superhero gathering, superhero gathering. Yes. And it was politi- the, the media says, uh, or the tabloids, I guess I could say, because the tabloids are a little bit different, um, said that, you know, he did not show up because a whole bunch of their, of his co-stars, Chris Pratt's co-stars were there to support Biden and, and Kamala and, and, uh, you know, kind of getting more into politics there. And uh, he just chose to kind of stay out of politics. He never mentioned that he was, you know, voting or, or supporting Trump. He just didn't want to be involved in politics. And so many people came out, again, cancel culture, trying to say, oh, we should cancel him or Avengers shouldn't hire him anymore. He shouldn't be in any movies anymore. And it's like this guy didn't utter two words as to who he was or, you know, opposing or supporting and now everyone wants to come for him and, and, and cancel him. And I actually love the fact that, you know, his, his co-star, uh, Robert Downey Jr., Iron Man, uh, came out and said, hey, you know, he, he hasn't said anything. You know, why, why are we attacking someone who has a, a different opposing view? And he's someone who openly supports Biden and, and Kamala Harris. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I love that. I love that people who, even though they have different opposing views or or ideas are still willing to come out and say hey just stop there's no need for hate let's just all calm down and get along you know i i love that he did that and much respect to him for doing that but again it, it's just it's the cancel culture like stop canceling people you know because they they say something that you don't like it's like why don't you just ask them to explain be kind be mature grow up <laughs> Be kind, be mature, grow up. Well, I, I, I'm mature. I'll tell you that much. I don't know if I've grown up, but I'm certainly <laughs> mature. I'm maturing every day. Ashley, uh, getting a little bit into sports, and, and I was looking at some statistics of what I'm calling a boom in online gambling and betting. Uh, this is an industry that is expected 
uh, to boom to the tune of seven to eight billion dollars in annual revenue by 2025. This is U.S. legal sports betting. And currently in 2019, the stats were it reached $900 million in revenue. Entities such as uh, DraftKings, FanDuel, etc. You bet online, you can bet on almost any kind of sport. And, and that got me thinking about what, where we are as a country. Uh, a few years ago, uh, Ashley, betting, drinking, smoking were seen as evil, as illegal. Um, li- literally, illegal. Um, we are now legalizing, if I'm not mistaken, there are, and let me find the statistic real quick because I think this is important, of the amount of states that are either considering or have legalized gambling in the last couple of years. And I think it's 27 states, sorry, 25 states and Washington, D.C. that have passed bills legalizing sports betting. So so it's 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 amazing how we now, as a country, as a people, are accepting this. We are a sports nation, Deportes Nation. We are. Mm-hmm. This is what we do. We live and breathe. Do you think the element of gambling, and let's put it at the college level, professional level, I kind of understand, but we all know that, right. that, that, that money infiltrates. Money is a driving force to many, including athletes, including organizations, and, and, and do we really care if people cheat or not, Ashley? And, and we don't have to talk about the Astros or, or what that has to do. There's many examples of, 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 of cheating in sport. Does the element, do you think, of gambling, legalized gambling, and, and it being a par for the course, I see this real quick, Ashley, before I turn the microphone over to you, that one day in the experience, the sports experience, we're going to be able to, like going to the horse track or the racing track, Come into our stadium, the stadium where wherever we're watching MLS, NFL, NBA, have our seat, our pod. I'm going to call it a pod as, it, as if it, when you fly first class. And one of the first things you'll do is have a, a, a screen next to you where you're betting and you maybe put in $50 into your machine and you're betting on, okay, uh, what, what's going to be the score after the first quarter? Who's going to score the first goal? That's part of the entertainment experience. I think all this is leading toward that, a, 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 a world where we're betting constantly. I don't know if that's healthy necessarily, but that's the industry. Right. No, and, and look, we're also seeing it with with the current election. There's a lot of people betting um, on who, which political candidate is going to end up in the White House. But kind of turning it back to sports, yeah, it, it is still – it's always been part of our culture, I guess you could say. Well, part of our world, you know, the sports world. You know, people want to make money. They want to bet on who's the better athlete. Now, when you turn your attention into the NCAA and, and on a collegiate level, you know, I I don't know. I'm, I, I feel like when you start bringing that into the mix, you know, the gambling and the betting, and start bringing it to a collegiate level where kids, you know, 18, 19, 20-year-olds, still not even old enough to drink legally here in the United States. Legal, um, legally, yes. it kind of, Yeah, it kind of just takes the, the – I don't even know if the, innoc- if the word innocence is the right word, Alex, but um, do, do you, I, I feel do you, like it but, – But, Ashley, forgive me for interrupting you. I, I think we've lost the innocence. I, I think if I go back to maybe my cynicism of my previous comment about the institutions in our country. I, right. I bet I – bet, you notice the word I'm using intentionally. 
I bet that there is betting going on probably in high school sports. And and, yeah. and, and, and and I don't doubt that at all, that there are groups of people that literally will sit around and say, okay, how much? Who do you think is going to win? High school A versus high school B or the North High School versus the South High School? In any sport, they bet and they're making money off of that. Is is Innocence is gone, isn't it? Yeah. No, and, and, and I, I agree to a certain extent, but I feel like now – even with that being the case, Alex, I'm saying like when you really start the NCAA here, and I'm actually looking here at the uh, official page for the NCAA.org, uh, and it says slash enforcement slash sports wagering. Um, and it <laughs> says here, and I quote, the NCAA enforcement campaign, don't bet on it. It says, and it's, in, it's quoted there. Um, is an educational content for use by the NCAA member institutions and the public regarding the impact sports wagering can have on student athletes, athletic departments, schools, etc. And then it ends off with the integrity of the game itself. So, integrity. And, and this is what okay. I mean. Yeah, it, it, it's the integrity that that you have in sports, and this is on a collegiate level. Now, I I can only imagine because I, I was an athlete myself. Um, I'm now a not now no longer a professional athlete. I made it into the NFL, um, and but now for me, you know, I'm, I'm a self-proclaimed because I go to the gym and I, I I can barely run a mile now. And well, <laughs> I try. But um, speaking on a collegiate level, you know these these students train for what it seems like almost their whole life, Alex, they're, they're put in little leagues. They, they train so hard to get to a certain level because when you're in high school, you know, as, as a, excuse me, as a, as a high school athlete, you're thinking what's next. Yeah. You're thinking long goal, you know, maybe your dream is to play for the NFL, NBA, MLB, but your next step in that, unless if you're LeBron James is to go into school. And what do you look at is, is scholarships. Now, when you're getting into that level, you know, you're, you're going there for an education. And I know, Alex, we, we had mentioned before that that's not always the case with, with student athletes. You know, sometimes they, they don't go to college to, to get a traditional four-year education. They simply go there to get recognized by major leagues to make it to the next level. And so, again, kind of circling back to the betting and everything, these are students. Uh, they're kids. Um, they're young adults and, you know, when you have other adults that are actually able to bet on them, I, I feel like it, it sends almost, it puts some type of pressure on these students. Right. It takes away, again, I'll, I'll use the word innocence, but we, we know that I'll use it very loosely in, in the sense that, you know, they're students, they're kids, they're, they're, they're playing for, for, for a college, a university and, you know, I, I feel like it kind of takes away their focus into being the best there because then a lot of outside added pressure comes into the picture. And it's like, oh, well, you know, these, these big top dogs sitting, you know, up top are, are, are betting on me to win this game. And I failed. And, and then there's this whole, whole other, you know, mental game going on there. And it just brings in so many issues. What the NCAA is saying is that, hey, don't bet on it. That's, that's not okay. It takes away the integrity of the game itself, um, the students, the athletic department. And, and now we have other people that, you know, it, it's just a whole other pressure. It's just a whole other game itself. Now, when it comes to professional, you know, major league, uh, NFL, NBA, 
I don't, I don't see why that, that isn't an issue. Um, not necessarily like, again, I think it just has to do with the age and maybe I'm, I'm still kind of babying. I'm, I mean, I'm young, I'm still in my twenties and I I don't know. So am I, I'm I'm, I'm in my twenties too. (laughs) Forever 21. I'm in my twenties in my second marriage. So you combine my three marriages and I'm 67. That's a party, Alex. I'll cheers to that. Um, but whenever we're talking about professional professional sports, like you know, on on a professional level, um, I don't know. I, I I don't know if I'm being a double standard here, Alex. Maybe it's not so bad because these are grown sure. men. They've made it into to the the major leagues, and you have other grown people that are betting on these players or betting on this team and it, that pressure can be sensed as good. Now, I don't know. I, I just, I feel well, like on a collegiate yeah. level, just keep it, just keep it sweet. You know, if, if you see that a kid like, um, Lonzo ball back then, you know, the ball brothers, sure. all of them are now part of the NBA back then. They were, I'm sure that they were betting on them. I, I've heard stories where people were betting on, on the brothers, even when they were still in high school and in, in college, but now moving into the NBA, I, I don't see it. It's like, okay, they made I, it. Yeah. yeah they're, they're part of a bigger picture. Sure. Look, Ashley, I don't think we're going to remove the concept of betting from our society, our culture. It's existed for hundreds, if not thousands of years. I don't think there's any doubt about wagering where, where someone wants to make money by saying, hey, I'm faster than you. I believe the sun will rise at this day, sorry, at this hour on this day, etc. But there's, there's two things that trouble me for our youth. Number one, the ease with technology of betting. It's almost like a video game now and people don't take right. it seriously. Okay, there's $20 virtually that I just put up for the, the NCAA uh, uh, March Madness tournament. Uh, if I win, I win. If I don't, I don't. It seems like a victimless crime. But there's syndicates, there's people behind it making a lot of money. And those $20 you're throwing away, in my opinion, um, right. are, are, are feeding a bigger monster. So that's one of them. Technology is going to make it so much easier for kids today to say, sure, well, I just transfer from my bank. I click, 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 click. It's, it's online with FanDuel, DraftKings, whomever. Boom. Okay, I win. Boom, I lost. And I keep going. The problem Ashley is not only the proliferation of technology and making it easier to, 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 to bet, but also that many people, unfortunately, have addictions to betting, that it's a compulsion, that they wake up every day thinking, what can I bet yeah, on? How do I make money? That's not healthy. I think that crosses a line. And by making it easier, you're making it easier for people to fall into an addiction. So, so I guess it's like drinking. It's like smoking. We, we've legalized these drugs. We've said most people are going to be okay with them. But when there is a consequence, it's when we start doubting ourselves. I think everyone should have the liberty to go out and have a drink of, if you're of legal age. The problem is there's people that can't control themselves and they have 15 drinks, get behind a vehicle, and you know what can happen. So that, that's, I- that, that's maybe my approach to it. Does that make sense? No, of course. And and look, and, and that's exactly what I'm what what I mean by kind of circling back to the innocence of the whole collegiate level. Because again, these are still eighteen, nineteen, and twenty year olds. Most of these kids aren't even old enough to legally drink here in the United States. You know, they haven't hit that twenty one. That forever twenty one, where we're sitting at, Alex. Yes, yes. I'm trying my um, I'm trying my jeans on now as we speak. <laughs> 
and so these these people who have these addictions, which is a serious topic here, it is. Um, they kind of bring that into the mix, and that's where I'm saying it kind of takes the fun and innocence, the integrity out of collegiate sports. And again, these are still kids. A majority of them are still kids, and so when you bring, you know, these types of situations, these issues. Um, illness, I'll say, because some people do go to therapy for this. They seek help for this, which is amazing. But they bring that into the mix. And I feel like that's what makes it unhealthy. And it takes away the innocence. That's that's really where I meant by by saying that it kind of takes away the innocence of, of, of sure. collegiate sports, school-level sports, you know. But, um, Alex, I don't know if you've heard of this guy. He's a very famous gambler, and he goes by the name of Vegas Dave. Vegas Dave, and, uh, okay. Vegas I, ha- I have Dave, not. Yes. I have look not at, heard of Vegas on, Dave. All right. Look him up on, on Instagram, and he is known for betting on sports, and this guy always tends to win. Now, I know there has to be some sort of method to the madness there. My guess, and, and what I've you know talked to friends about, is that you know he bets on both teams, and whoever ends up winning, hey, the only time that you're going to be able to win in, in betting is if you bet on both teams or both games or whoever players or whoever it is that you're putting up on on the panel here. You know, right. you can't lose if you bet on both of them. But um, he is known for winning, and he's you know multimillionaire. He's living his luxury life. And he is known for sports betting. And again, you know, and he's he's, he a, pro- he's sells- a forgive me, Asha. He's a professional sports better. That's his gig. That's his life. That is his life. Yeah, he is. Okay. He goes by the name of Vegas Dave, and he's really awesome. Look, I, you know, aside from the whole sports betting thing, however you want to view that as, um, I, I love his content. I think that he's he's really cool. I love that he's always uh, giving back to people. He's always doing these cash giveaways. Um, <laughs> we might, we might have to, uh, put there on the charity pot for the Portis Nation Vegas day. We, we sure. might have to ask, <laughs> throw some cash our way. Sure. Um, but yeah, he's, he's known for, he's a known sports gambler and he has a lot of success to this. And again, there's, there has to be some method to the madness here because he wins every single time and it's crazy. And even, even when you know, throughout quarantine where there wasn't any sports and literally ESPN had cornhole as, you know, as I, I watched their... that. I watched that actually. I remember that. <laughs> he was betting on cornhole. I'm like, this guy literally is, it's just crazy. He was, yeah, that, that's how much of a sports gambler he is. And again, we can go into the topic later on. Sure. Well, ladies what do you and gentlemen, yeah. sport and what's not a sport. Exactly. That's, that's, that's a whole other show. <laughs> cornhole to be or not to be. Uh, thank you for joining us, ladies and gentlemen, here on the Portes Nation. <laughs> I'm Alex Parra, Ashley Rodriguez. We we appreciate you being a part of this. Tell us what do you think about gambling. Do you gamble? Is it okay? Is it permissible? Uh, on the other side, do you not think this is something that we should continue to legalize because it's becoming legalized? It's becoming mainstream. It's no longer you going to a back room in an alley and telling your bookie to put a hundred bucks on X or Y. Those days apparently are changing. Technology now is facilitating it, so it's definitely an issue a topic related to sports that will not go away anytime soon. Flipping the page a little bit and, and moving on to our, our next topic, Ashley. Um, the news came out in in uh, the last week with the uh, Florida Miami Marlins, forgive me, that uh, Kim Ng has been named the first female GM. She's had a long career 
within baseball, coming in as an intern and working her way up to a GM position. It's the first woman ever to be in a, in a GM position in Major League Baseball. I certainly think that's progress. I certainly think that's a positive. And, and does this show us now that more women are, are getting opportunities where in the past were, were exclusively for men? I First of all, congratulations to her. Kim has worked 30-plus years to get to where she's at, Alex. I certainly believe that this woman should be given an opportunity to be a general manager of a major league team, the first woman at that in the MLB to do that. Um, it, it certainly breaks down barriers. And again, and this is what I, what I preach. It doesn't matter, you know, when it comes to... I can agree and disagree with a lot of women, but when they become the first something, it, it sets, it breaks down barriers for the rest of the women in, in our country and around the world. It sets an example that we can make it to certain levels and certain, uh, you know, positions, have certain right? Opportunities, yeah. yeah, absolutely. So that that's absolutely remarkable. Um, her career has been filled with so much success. It's been 30 plus years working um, with, with teams, like you said, as an intern and working her way up. Um, as, as much as this, this goes, I, you know, it, it's amazing. And, and I know that the Miami Marlins are super excited about that. So many people have congratulated her as, as they should because she's earned it. And um, I think it's amazing. You know, women belong in sports. And I know that there's people who beg to differ out there. Uh, we just, you know, I, I believe that if you work for something, Alex, and this, you know, kind of circling back to regardless of your, your, your race, your religion, your, your politics, your gender, um, you know, if you work for something and you work for it really, really hard, I think that that's what matters here. And, and the rest is just something that adds into the diverse mix sure. of it. And, and it's a bonus, no, you know, but when yeah. you work for something, it's, it's amazing what you can accomplish. And I think that that's what really should be celebrated. Now, Ashley, let me, let me give you a, a slightly different perspective just for the sake of, of the conversation. I, Alex Parra can work every day of my life to play basketball. I can be out there eight hours a day. I can try to perfect my free throws. I can try to slam dunk. I'm physically never going to be able to do that. Uh, meaning, I've seen it. I know. <laughs> <laughs> you know the fails in, in the times I've attempted these things. I can have all the heart. I can have all the good intentions in the world, but I will not be playing in the NBA professionally. As close as I got was being a commentator for the Rockets, and I love that experience, and I'm happy and grateful and blessed for it. But I know my limitations. My point in giving you that context is often, and I don't think it has to do with a gender. It just has to do with a person's ability or capability and a decision of another person to say, look, I'm going to choose this person who I think is the right person. I'm, I'm colorblind. I'm, I'm, I'm not looking at your gender. It's just who I believe. Should organizations and institutions not have the freedom to say, look, why do I have to? I shouldn't have to hire anyone. I should hire the person that's the right fit for me, for my organization. And, and this goes back to, and let me give it the context where it comes to men and women and sports. There's currently a gender gap. We know the one of the big examples is, is in soccer, the U.S. women's national team and the U.S. men's national team. And the discrepancy in the wages the players receive, the literally lawsuits that have gone on from players to the federation continue. There's a fight to try to get to the point where both would be compensated equally. What if, and, and this is one of the 
arguments, the ratings aren't there. The interest isn't there. The money isn't there. Isn't that what should drive it versus, okay, we have to pay women. And and I, please, I'm not trying to sound sexist. I I have, I have women in my life. I have a a, a wife, believe it or not, I'm married to a woman. Most of you probably are shocked by that. (laughs) (laughs) I have, I have two daughters. That's the biggest laugh I've gotten all day. Um, but but my point is my point you have is have a woman as a co-host. Wow! <laughs> I, I let her in. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I, I, I'm digging myself deeper here, apparently. But but my point is, All right, I'll get you out. I'll get you thank out, you. Alex. Get, I know get exactly me out. What you mean. Save me. And 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 look, I, I was actually going to comment on this. So you read my mind. See, this is why we make such a great. There team, you Alex. go. I love it. I'm, I'm getting you out of this hole. Not not because I want Please you, but me. because I, I actually Please agree help with me. you. No, I, I completely agree with you. Look, it, it, it's unfortunate that women's sports do not get the coverage or the attention as male sports do. And that's already another topic for itself, but th- that is a fact. And so what, what that means for women is, again, the financial gain from that. If, you, if the ratings aren't there, if the audience isn't there, well, then that brings in a whole other question. Now, I'm all for, you know, in my position, Alex, if you and I are both anchoring the five o'clock news, you know, and we're both doing the same job. Um, then yeah, of course you, you have a couple more years of experience and, and I, and I, as a woman, I respect that, you know, in other positions, you know, for example, head corporations, uh, fortune 500 companies, a woman CEO is still paid less than a man. And she is again at the same level. Has, and, and this is just for, you know, uh, for theory, you know, and, and just theoretically speaking, if a woman has, you know, a man and a woman, they both go in uh, at the same time to build their, their brand, their company, and they spend 30 plus years doing the exact same thing. And then they both reach the same level of success years later. Why is it that the woman has to be paid less or get less um, th- than the man? That is when I'll say, hey, you know, the both of them worked as e- as equals here. They they both reached that certain level. They both have the same years. I I get where that argument comes in, and I'm all for you know the that pay gap, the difference in the pay gap and the gender pay gap that that you know we women know. But again, like you said, if the ratings, the finances, because ratings equals money, and if the money, if the ratings aren't there, that they don't get the money, and so that. That's where really the the issue and and that we should be focusing on is it the sure. media that's not covering these women? Is it the people who are not demanding you know women coverage? Is it the audience? You know that's really where it is because it's not them. They're very talented. My gosh, you know here in Houston we we have our own uh, female soccer team, the Houston Dash. Alex, you know you cover the the Houston Dynamo, and um, you know how talented these women are. They are, but. Now, now, you know, now. So, so two things. First of all, in the Portes Nation, Ashley and I make exactly the same amount of money based on our ratings. <laughs> and right now, that's zero. <laughs> it's because he's he's holding up the money. I have to talk to you about this, Alex. I will be much more thankful during Thanksgiving if send, I got paid more. Send, but we'll talk about this later. Send your lawyer over for the weekend, please, and we can we can <laughs> talk to her. Uh, but, but, but. Um, Here's a reality, and, and, and this is – I'm going to give you two examples of what I know, what I've seen, and, and not trying to, to, to gloss it over. Uh, WNBA, right. uh, there used to be back in the summit days, um, and I think into Toyota Center, if I'm not mistaken, uh, what was called uh, the, um, the, the WNBA 
Houston team. I went blank on their name. How can I go blank on their name? It, it, was, it was the sister team of the Houston Rockets, the Comets, the Houston Comets. And they were, yeah. they were, they were championship teams. But the, 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 um, the economics of that team showed that the owner, initial owner, Les Alexander, was basically subsidizing the team to have him in the arena, but they were not making money. Uh, they were not selling out the stadium. The reality was that then they did not have the, the same kind of revenue coming in in order to justify giving uh, uh, Cheryl Swoops, one of the top players in that, in that team and in, in, in the history of women's basketball, the same amount of money that, for instance, a Steve Francis was making. Literally, it, it wasn't even close. It, they were unable to do it. Let me fast forward, although I lament this and I, and I don't like this. When we go to VVVA Stadium, typically the Houston Dynamo can have and do have higher attendance, 18, 20, 22,000 people there. And the Houston Dash have not traditionally done that. If they can fill the lower right. bowl with 5,000 people, that's considered a good night. So by waging that, it, 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 isn't that just a free market? Um, um, Ashley, isn't that just the way things work? If, if you talked about ratings, if, if someone loves Deportes Nation and wants to follow us and we build up to hundreds of thousands or millions of viewers, that's successful. If, if we don't have anyone listening, but, 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 by, but, but my mother and my children, then, then we have to accept that reality as well. So th does that make sense? And, and why should then I or we ask for the money that a, a, a higher rated show should get? It shouldn't have to do no. with men or women. It has to do with the success of that business venture. And the demand of it, too, because, look, we'll, we'll, we'll leave this off of the scale of sports. <laughs> Alex will go into Instagram, for example. Sure. You have a woman who has 2.8 million followers, right? Her, she obviously has a very high audience. You know, any time that she has sponsored posts or she's doing influencer marketing, you know, it's like, oh, I love this lipstick. Go and check this out. Go check this brand. Right. Those brands seek this influencer, this woman out. Whereas, you know, if a guy, you know, he has 1.2 million, it's like, yeah, he might still get awesome opportunities. You know, he has definitely over a million followers, but it's not going to be seeked out as much. Who do you want to go for? You know, it's whoever people demand more and that's a following more so it really just again just taking it off of the scale should we as a society and i don't know ladies and gentlemen if you want to weigh in on this please do you can definitely do it on our social media platforms at or arroba deportes nation um let me know do you think that we as a society lack attention or, or, or don't demand enough of women's sports. And this is why this is happening. Because again, I, I took it off the scale of sports and I put it into real world social media. You know, again, you have a woman with 2.8 million followers. She's definitely getting paid more than the guy, than, than her, you know, um, than the guy who has 1.2 million followers. Right. Brands reach out to her more. And of course, you know, it, it can, one can argue, okay, well, this is a beauty brand or whatever. Okay, that's fine. So if you do something that, like, you know, for example, um, there's a couple of, of fitness clothing brands out there that are unisex, for both for men and women. And, again, they tend to seek her out more just for the purpose of marketing. She has more followers, so that means that more people are likely to, 
you know, view her content because, or she's able to reach more people, I should say, Mm -hmm. because of her higher following. So again, it's just, it goes with following. It goes with demand. Who do people seek out more? And again, this is where I want people to weigh in. Do you believe that because of our lack of demand or seeking, you know, uh, to follow women's sports teams, that it's causing them to, you know, not get... Again, their their desired pay. I don't know, Alex. If sure. I'm warning this correctly, no, but it, no, it's no. Just, it, putting it outside of real world skill into sports, it's like yeah, the demand and 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 what you seek is is eventually what people are going to market and 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 pay more. You know, you're going to get paid more if people seek you more. Well, two things. I think if Alex uh, wears uh, Theo Alex wears his yoga pants, they will sell a lot. So <laughs> I'm just telling you that now. So <laughs> it, it, will definitely question. <laughs> if, if any yoga pants sponsors want to come see Deportes Nation, Ashley's not the way to go. It's coach. Uh, it's coach and Uncle Alex. He'll he'll take care of I that part of it. Yeah, yeah, we'll take care of that. Um, I, I believe Ashley, and in, in, in my heart, that things are changing and they're going to improve in sports. More opportunity for women. More. Uh, uh, salaries or higher salaries for women. It's just, it's coming. It's, it's something we, because we, we, we assumed in the past that it was men who followed sports. No, you're a sports fan, Ashley. And I've seen that generations of younger women and older women and all kinds of women are following sports. And that's good. That means there's an interest in marketing to them. And thus the finances should be there. Before we close out the show, Ashley, and forgive me for jumping to our last uh, a quick little topic regarding women. Um, a news came out a, f- a few days ago that the Houston Texans of the NFL um, fired Amy Palsik, who was the VP of communications for the team, cited in several uh, um, um, reports uh, the, the reason for her being let go, fired, was cultural differences. I'm not sure what that means. Uh, I, I think... Uh, Several uh, uh, people have asked that question, but but it seems another first in, in the NFL, uh, a young lady who apparently was doing a great job. I, I know several people in the organization who, who agree that she was doing a fine job, and now she's gone. Um, should we read anything into this? Is it just a, a, a personnel decision that should be accepted? Should every time a woman is fired or let go or not uh, um, her, her contract not renewed, is that seen as a bad thing? Do, do organizations not have a choice to continue um, employing who they choose, Ashley? It, that's the other way to look at this. Right. No, I, absolutely, Alex. And look, I just from personal experience working with the Texans, I know Amy, and she is a delight. She is wonderful. The, the time, the few times that I've, you know, conversed with her, she's, she's such a delight. She really is a sweetheart. I've, I've had nothing but good things to say about her. It is unfortunate, you know, because regardless, in a situation like this, it, it, it's definitely news that sh- rocked the, the sports world. Um, you have J.J. Watt weighing in on he this. Did. He, he definitely did. tweeted about it. He definitely said that, man, you know, whoever ends up, you know, whoever ends up employing uh, Amy next is definitely going to get, um, it, it's definitely a gain for that team. You know, she is an award-winning uh VP communicator, she's won many awards. She's definitely done her job. Um, as JJ Watts says here, that he's that she has even helped them, um, you know, with his foundation. And of course, uh, throughout uh, when Harvey hit Houston, and and you know him helping the city of Houston, you know, she was a lot of uh, she was a great help to him. So definitely has 
the sports world rocked um, by her dismissal from the Houston Texans. Um, in this situation right here, when we go into cultural fit now, again, and this is just uh, from what I'm seeing on social media, from what I've read, um, is that a lot of people are saying that uh, the cultural fit comes from a political standpoint uh, from from her social media account. Now, her social media account is verified on Twitter, right. and I can only speak for Twitter because this is just what I'm seeing. Um, she is... Uh, I guess you could say politically outspoken. She has posted stuff about, uh, you know, who she supports. There's no hiding that. And, um, again, that's what people, I think what they say is a cultural fit. And from what, again, from what I'm reading, and this is just solely from what I'm reading on social media, is that based on political outspokenness, I guess you can call it. Now, if this is a situation, and again, if, I have to say if, this is a situation, then, you know, I, I can understand from both standpoints how this can be um, difficult for both the organization of the Houston Texans and, of course, for employee um, like like Amy. Now, um, the Houston Texans, to my current knowledge, you know, when I was on the team, I had in my contract that I was not allowed to speak about politics or stuff like that on pages that were associated with the team. Now, I guess this is where the argument comes in. Well, it is her personal page, but... Um, it's not private. It is verified. It does have a blue check mark by Twitter. And so when you are in a high position, such as an award-winning VP of communications, and the first woman within that organization to hold such a position, you are no longer speaking for yourself, in my opinion. You are a representative of the team. Just like when I wore that uniform, anything that I said, you know, represented the team. You know, we, we had these conversations, and I can openly say that, you know, I... I think any other cheerleader can say, like, yeah, whenever you are part of that organization. But I'm going to interrupt you. Does that mean 24-7? Does that mean whenever you were in the privacy of your own home, in your own world, you you couldn't express whether it was consistent with the philosophy of the team or not? It, it, how far did that go? So in, in this in this circumstance, Alex, I, I will have to say yes. But even outside, I know that, you know um, – when I was on the team, we were told, like, hey, if you go out, you're not allowed to be posting pictures of you acting wild. I'll leave it at that. You know, you have to be respectful. There are certain guidelines. And, again, this is only for cheerleaders, and this is only from my time from 2015 sure. to 2017. I want to make sure that that um, that I make that very clear. I don't know what the situation is like now. I don't know what they have in their contracts. But when I was on the team, I know that I was told, hey, no politics, you can't. There, there was a list of things that you couldn't do because you were viewed as part of the team, which I, I was very happy to. You know, yeah, I'm, I'm part of the team. I wore that uniform proudly. I made it to the NFL twice. And so I represented this team to the best of my ability. And so um, that's definitely something that, you know, was talked about when I was on the team. It's like, hey, you're not allowed to do certain things. You're not allowed to definitely was not allowed to be politically outspoken. I know that for a fact. Um, and, and, and forgive so, me, just I, I one, one more follow up. And politically outspoken meant what? That you couldn't say congratulations to our president or or, or did they ever discuss that? And you can share or not share. I, I'm just interested in, in who defines what politically outspoken means. That you you can't right. you can't mention anything. You can't. Can you talk about Christmas? Might that offend someone? We, we definitely we definitely couldn't. Um, not necessarily Christmas, because I know that the Houston Texans have their Christmas game, and 
Um, but they're both fair in the, in the fact that they say Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays, you know, because they, they are the Houston Texans, especially here. The city of Houston is a very diverse city. Right. And so you have all walks of life, you know, just again, which is so beautiful, Alex. It's so beautiful that 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 we have such diversity. But again, you know, the Houston Texans are fair and saying, yeah, um, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, etc. Um, but yeah, when it comes to politics, and again, this is this is where I want to get at it. They again, when I was on the team, they made it very clear that we were not allowed to post political things. You know, meaning like, hey, I'm voting for this person, or hey, I'm I'm voting for so and so, or I hate this candidate, or oh, I hate this. We were not allowed to do that in our uh, pages. Again. Back then, the cheerleaders had accounts. I don't know if they still do or not that were affiliated with the team on Twitter, social media accounts. Um, It was really only Twitter that that we had control of and and Snapchat back then. But all the rest were just – Forgive me again, and and, and I know you can slap me next time you see me. So if if we had fast-forwarded to the last year and Black Lives Matter and and, and social injustice, you as a – person couldn't have an opinion i'm not even going to talk about the merits of black lives matter or not you couldn't be for or against it is that that what you're saying right i think that you had to be very neutral on it and so let me just start this way the the safe way to go about it if the Houston texans main account tweeted about it or said anything in regarding to it then you could only retweet or, or support it or whatever it was but if not then you couldn't go go with your own political propaganda because again you know you don't you're only speaking for one person and that is you sure. and not for the whole team when you wear that uniform when you're part of that organization um that is when you're representing the whole team and, I, and again this is this kind of goes in what's fair you know when she posts even though it is her personal page it is a verified blue check mark on twitter and so that means that she's earned credibility some way, somehow. She's an award-winning VP uh, uh, communications director. Right. And so, again, I can see where she is no longer just representing herself. And so, in this situation, it is an honor. You know, when you when you reach that certain level, you, it's an honor. Um, but it's one more thing to keep in mind as a representative of, of of the organization. You know, when that blue check mark comes in, or you know, when you wear that uniform. Again, it's amazing, but it holds a great responsibility. You know, yes. you ha- you are responsible for representing a certain team or a certain organization, et cetera. Um, in a time where our country is so divided, anything, especially now, because from when I was on the team, you know, Black Lives Matter, just as soon as I, I ended my time with the team, we really saw Colin Kaepernick start this movement with the Black Lives Matter. Right. And then from then on, I was never a part of that. So there was really no... Um, Back then, again, there there was really no uh, forced politics, you know, uh, forced issues like in our face, like Black uh, Black Lives Matter, um, Trump or Biden or whoever. You know, it's definitely changed even within the past five years. It's incredible. Um, so you can't help. Even now, like in our show, just look at we started off, you know, some days talking about politics because this is our reality. This is what's going on in our world. And it's so in our face. Now, I don't blame her for wanting to. Again, this is her page uh, that she's wanting to be politically open as to who she supports or what she doesn't support. 
But in a situation like this, you know, and this doesn't just go for Amy, it goes for anybody. When you're representing an organization, again, I see both sides here. It, it sucks because I have been told before um, that I don't have a voice and you can't do this. And again, when I signed that contract, I knew that I wasn't allowed to speak politics and I, and I respected that and I didn't. And so um, throughout my time, even on my personal social media account, I knew damn well I wasn't allowed to do it anytime that I... I did, you know, cross the line, which I didn't, but if others did or, you know, anybody, um, there was, they were reprimanded, you know, to my knowledge. And so, um, again, this, this really just goes where, I I guess more what I'm trying to say is that I'm assuming that the Texans are trying to keep the environment neutral. And again, this is just my assumption. This is just my opinion. I'm thinking that the Texans are just wanting to keep the environment neutral because it is such a diverse city. It is. You know, you, you have all walks of life there. You know, what if what if someone else yeah. in the office doesn't have the same political views sure. or anything like that? No, you know, no. yeah, look, and, and I understand. Um, I understand that. I just think the the genie's been let out of the bottle. It's it's almost impossible now to change a generation's thirst and desire to express themselves, and and, and especially with young people uh, who who through social media can immediately get their voice heard. And, 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 and again, I think the debate is going to continue because of this and other cases, Ashley, whether it's, it's, it's limiting our free speech or whether you, if you want to be a part of X or Y organization, accept the terms and conditions of doing so. You don't have to. You, right. you know, you can say, great, great. What, let me look at my contract. I can't say this and this and this. Got it. I don't want to be a part of this. And, and the organization, I believe, unless it's an infringement on, on, uh, on our legal rights – have have every right to do that. Say, look, if you want to be employed here because you're an employee, here's your contract that states this, this, and this, and either right. take it or leave it. I, I, to me, it's not really that difficult. Yeah, no, and, and, and I agree. And look, I, I also believe that employees shouldn't be completely stripped away of their freedom of speech. You know, it is our First Amendment, right? This is why, you know, and, and again, I'll bring back to our first, conversation of of balance here this is why i think allowing employees to post on their personal social media is a good balance however you know it it brings into question okay she's she's verified or whoever is is speaking on here because you have players and 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 that's another argument for another day this is another discussion you know why do you have players um that are so open it's like you know is it because she's a woman is it because she's not out there great point great tackling you know if JJ if JJ Watt said something, they probably wouldn't reprimand JJ Watt or fire him. Probably. Exactly. So again, that's a whole other discussion. So this is why, again, I believe that there is a balance to keep on all parties, on all levels, regardless of the, their position within the organization or not. Just to be completely fair and neutral. Sure. Um, you know, allowing you know employees to, to post on their social media accounts now. If it really has that much an effect, like, you know, some of these players or whatnot, you know, in, in someone in her position of VP of communications, especially when it comes to communication, it's what you, you know, put out there into the world. Now, I'm not saying that, you know, she, you know, anyone posted from the organization that they were one party or, or another. That's not what I'm saying at all. It's just that, you know, again, keeping that balance to allowing people to post on their social media, but also I know that there was a lot of uh, teammates and I even see it now with, uh, with, uh, with other girls and even with players, they have a separate account where it's just, you know, 
close family, friends, or whatever, and they keep it completely private, and they're able to post whatever the, the heck they want on there. Sure. You know, I think that that is also something to, to put on the table for, you know, for them to decide. It's like, hey, like you said, Alex, these are the rules. This is what you signed. Um, if you can't abide by it, well, then, you know, maybe there might be another team that might be better suited exactly for you that right. will won't have such an issue with it, but um, this is what we're holding up for the standard. This is not allowed. Um, I'm so sorry. They, as a business, are within their right to do that, and as an employee, you know, you have to make that decision. Am I still okay with this? Now, of course, again, I'll bring it back, and I'll end it with this. We, there, back then, when I was on the team, four years ago, I was not, my gosh, four years ago. Where does the time go? You're old. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, forever 21, remember? That's right. <laughs> I'm, I'm 21. I'm also 21. Um, back then, there there wasn't, politics wasn't so in your face. Don't get me wrong. There was still politics. There was a lot of issues that, that were discussed. But I'm saying, like, like in your face, like, Black Lives Matter, um, Biden versus Trump and MAGA and all this, like, that is definitely different, you know, than, than five years ago. So, um, again, times change, people change. Maybe people can't help now. I know I certainly, I can't, I've lost followers and, and I've spoken my mind about certain things, which also hasn't even been completely, you know, one way or the other. I've just said, Hey, let's have a fair and legal election. And apparently a lot of people were like, people, no, don't like what you said. People don't like you. I don't you. want to have a legal and fair election. I'm no, out of no. here. So I'm like, I don't know. There you I go. can't help nowadays, but. Again, it's just it goes with respecting the contract, but also the organization respecting their employees that, you know, they, they do have rights outside of, of an organization. Sure. Maybe it's time to revise, you know, overlook that you're seeing the political climate in our country. And as organizations, they also have a responsibility to be fair to their employees. And maybe having that discussion with with uh, the boards of that organization sure. is, is, is time. So the debate continues. Yeah, the debate continues, Ms. Ashley. Well, for the time being, we have to go, ladies and gentlemen. We appreciate you listening in. We appreciate you being part of the Portas Nation podcast. Send us your comments. Send us your questions. Ashley, how can people find us, please? Of course, you're able to find us on all social media accounts, friends. You're able to find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Um, still don't have a TikTok. This is a, mm. a now I don't know. Maybe what a else Thanksgiving, I'll get one. You yeah. have to keep it together. Maybe we should put you in yoga pants. I don't know. But you can <laughs> no, follow that's, us. That, that's going to hurt ratings. Trust me. Oh gosh. Okay. Well, maybe not. So you can follow us, ladies and gentlemen, at the Portas Nation. Uh, you can also follow Alex at or arroba Alex R Parra. Alex it? R and then you can follow me at Ashley Rodriguez so uh, thank you all so much and again we're so thankful for you we hope that you have a wonderful Thanksgiving Alex I I, I don't know I'm I'm, I'm so thankful to have this opportunity with you and, and, and to talk about stuff that matters no Ashley the, the, the pleasure and the uh, and the thankfulness if that's the right term, comes from me. So I think we make a great team and, and what do you ladies and gentlemen think? Please reach out and more importantly, enjoy, have a safe and happy and, and joyful Thanksgiving. Give thanks, thank a moment, take a, take a dinner, take a, a day to really please, please enjoy and be thankful for all that we have. So Ashley, we're on our way out on behalf of our production team, on behalf of Ashley Rodriguez, I'm Alex Parra. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being part of the Portas Nation podcast. Until next time.